Video recordings of this podcast can be found on RaisingEquity.org and Raising Equity on YouTube. Hey, folks, quick diversity download. I'm Dr. Kira Banks, and this is Raising Equity. I want to share a PSA. I work with organizations across a number of industries, and I'm seeing a pattern. So if you are an organization that has been working to talk about equity and inclusion and the importance in the workplace, and you're talking the talk, you will, and I repeat, you will see an uptick in responses, reports, concerns, conversations about microaggressions, calling folks in about microaggressions. You're going to see an increase in potentially what feels like conflict or contentious interactions. And what I've seen is folks back away, like a, like a, it's a hot fire, like, oh my gosh, we, we got to stop because we're having problems. But I want you to realize that that is not the problem. Like you will, you will see an uptick in concerns because why? You've increased expectations. You've shown that you've care. You, you've said that you care. Now you need to show that you really care. And so do not, do not back away from the work simply because people are now sharing their experiences. Because the problem really is the climate that you had before. The climate that you had when folks who are from underrepresented groups had to swallow the indignities, didn't think, didn't expect that they would be heard in the organization, maybe even said, I might get retaliation if I say something. That's the problem. Not them sharing what's happening, giving you the gift of their experience so that you can learn about what you need to work on then in the organization, right? Them having to swallow the indignities was the problem. Them having to cover who they are to fit in with the mainstream or to assimilate, to be more like the dominant culture, whatever that culture is within the organization, that is the problem, Right, Because what was happening is those groups were being burdened with the work of not only coming to work, but then having to do the work of fitting in at work or do the work of covering who they are so that they can succeed at work or be seen as someone who could be promoted or developed. Right, So you were adding work on top of work for them. And so what you're seeing in some spaces, right, let's be real, some spaces have, have taken their foot off the gas and, and aren't engaged in the work because it was, it was trendy then, it's not as trendy now, we have you know, other places to invest our money. But for those organizations who are still in this work, it's important for us to realize that, that this time where we're, we're making change is uncomfortable, and that's where change happens. It's not a bad thing, but it is uncomfortable. And we have to be willing to stay in the work rather than back away from it when we see this uptick and this increase, right? Because we, we really did create this environment where folks had work on top of work. And if we're honest with ourselves, even though it might have been more comfortable for folks in leadership positions and for folks in dominant culture, it seemed like things were just you know chugging along. It was more comfortable at the cost of folks who were having to bear this burden, right? So a few things. Do not dismiss folks who speak up about their experience. That's data. And that takes courage for them to do it, to trust that you might do something with it, right? So do not dismiss folks who speak up. Also, do hold people accountable 
when they are not engaging in a way that fits with the new values of the organization. So this might mean a microaggression happens and, and you talk to the, the person who perpetrated the microaggression. They're like, what's the big deal? I've been doing that for, for decades. I've been in the industry and or I've been, you know, I've been doing this job and, and calling women sweetie and honey forever. And you say, yeah, except we're not doing that anymore. Or I can't, you know, I just can't remember people's pronouns. It's, you know, it's, uh, uh. well, it might be something that you're going to need to figure out because it, was okay, or we let it slide. It wasn't okay. We let it slide. We didn't hold people accountable previously. We're doing that now. And so it doesn't mean you have to fire someone or give them some huge punishment. We don't need to to see that sort of like harsh response, but we do want to see accountability. And so we want to see that folks are maybe even called into community. This is what we're doing. And hopefully you can get on board. And if they can't get on board, they'll leave eventually. But you have to be consistent in holding them accountable. Because if you don't hold people accountable, folks who are experiencing the microaggressions are going to say, well, they're not really serious. They, they say they want to create a more inclusive and equitable environment, but they're not willing to do the work of holding people accountable, especially if it's someone who's of a higher level, of a higher rank, an executive. If they, if they say something that's problematic, they're not going to call them out. No, you need to model that everyone is accountable. And so folks in leadership, I would encourage you to look for opportunities to say, you know what, I made this misstep and, and I was so appreciative when someone corrected me. That's the sort of thing you want to model, that it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to then rectify those mistakes, that we're learning and growing. If you can point to a workplace that's got it all figured out, right? Then you can say, okay, we want to be like them. Let's get on that track. Let's be like them. There are very few places that have it all figured out. And so we need to give each other grace as we do it and also be willing to hold folks accountable when they don't act in alignment with where we're trying to go. And then the last thing, do, I want you to do, right? Do get HR, leadership, those in even middle management positions, support, coaching, training, all that they need, the resources that they need to be able to hold difficult dialogues, to be able to engage in dialogue, to be able to facilitate and navigate change. We are in a moment of transition. Again, I'm speaking to those organizations who are in the work. Some people might say, oh my gosh, it's been so long since George Floyd's murder. In the span of the life of an organization, it hasn't been that long. And so those organizations that are still in the work, I'm seeing a pattern of an uptick in things being escalated to HR, difficult dialogues around microaggressions or other sorts of small interactions that historically people would have kept their mouth shut about, but they're starting to believe the organization is really serious. And so this is a pivotal time. We have to make sure that we, we hear folks, not dismiss them right? That we make sure that we as leaders in the organization can support the dialogue and navigate change and that we're willing to hold people accountable. So I hope that was helpful to those of you who are still in the work. Uh, let me know what you're navigating, what you're seeing, because I really do want to support organizations who are, who are moving towards change and are willing to, to work through the transition. Kind of like, you know, like a butterfly and a, a caterpillar and a chrysalis, like that can't be a comfortable experience, but it definitely comes out uh, transformed. So thanks for joining me on Raising Equity. Raising Equity.